You are listening to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, a Burning Hallows production. We are your hosts, Kitty Fields and Alora Rain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button to receive notifications of future episodes. We invite you to check out our sister podcast, Mamir's Well, where we explore the macabre and taboo within the craft community. Get your Burning Hellers podcast gear and our new Redbubble shop and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash burninghallows to get exclusive Book of Shadows pages and hear hilarious outtakes. Also, don't forget to pay a visit to Alora's website at alorarain.com to grab a tarot reading, numerology, or soul origin profile. And now on to the show. Women have never needed her more in recent history. She is a woman running wild through the depths of the forest with her nymphs in tow, hunting her prey with bow and arrow. She's not greedy and hunts when necessary for the survival of life in the forest. She is ruler and protector over wildwood animals, young girls, maidens, and mothers, especially in childbirth. It is she who weaves the threads of fate in the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. She is beholden to no one except herself and forever remains a virgin goddess. She lives outside the laws of men and gods alike and the underworld hath no fury like her vengeance against those who seek to harm the sacred vessel of a woman. In this episode, we invoke Artemis, goddess of the natural world, women, the wild hunt, and the wheel of fate. Warning, this episode contains topics of an adult nature, such as animal death, sex, and childbirth. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so before we get going, Alora, I already know the answer to this, but have you ever worked with Artemis in your personal practice? Yes, me and Artemis, she's my girl, she's my jam. We work go way back. Yeah. Well, not like way back, but <laughs> your book days. <laughs> we worked together for a couple of years, so I am very well acquainted with Artemis. Very cool. How about you? Uh, I know a lot about her, but I have not personally worked with her in my practice. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're going to tell us who she is. I hope. Yes. Artemis is a Greek goddess who is the daughter of Zeus, also known as the Greek king of the gods and Leto or Leto, however you want to say that, who is a Titanus mistress of Zeus. This is already bad. What's new? Right. So Artemis was a widely popular goddess in ancient Greece and had a cult following. Mm -hmm. Today, she is still a fan favorite among women in spiritual practices from witchcraft to Hellenistic witchcraft to reconstructionist paganism and so on. Yes. Yes. So you may have heard of her. Mm -hmm. For sure. She's, I think my opinion, somewhat of a popular deity nowadays, but I think it's for good reason. So what is her backstory as a heroine in mythology? 
So she was born on the Isle of Delos after her mother was forced to wander the world through her entire pregnancy, thanks to Hera, Zeus's wife. Mm, so thanks. Hera was, yeah, Hera was known to be very, I don't want to say jealous, because I don't think that's the right word, but she was not putting up with Zeus's crap. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So she sure. would find out about these mistresses and vengeance. <laughs> it sounds awfully a lot like Athena in many ways, but anyway. Yes. But I think <laughs> Athena, I think, I actually think Athena is more popular than Artemis. I agree. Yeah. Okay. But anyhow, I digress. Artemis is the twin sister of Apollo, which interestingly enough, she helped to birth him as a midwife to her mother after only just being born herself. Whoa. Mind-blowing. Right. Quick learner. Quick study. <laughs> Four minutes old. Midwifing. <laughs> yeah. Got it. For sure. She is also the granddaughter of four of the elder Titans. So in the Greek pantheon, the Titans birthed the gods and the whole thing is very incestuous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yep. Mm -hmm. I believe it. <laughs> okay. So we heard in the intro that she is the goddess of the natural world of women, the wild hunt and the wheel of fate. So can you break these down for us and basically help us understand how all that has come to be? Yes. And if you're listening and you're a computer and you want to pull up the infographic that we've posted over on Facebook, now would be a good time to do that mm, mm. because the infographic kind of goes through each of these aspects. And also if you're a patron of ours, you can pull up the book of shadows pages that go along with this episode as well. For shizzle. Yes. Okay. So let's start with women. Let's so I'm starting with women because we deserve to be first for a change. Am I right? <laughs> Ladies down with the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Artemis has many different myths and stories associated with women in all stages of life up to the crone stage, believe it or not. So she's known as a maiden goddess, but she is associated with all stages of female existence. Makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so she presides over the cycles of women from virginity to puberty to childbirth and menopause this is also due to her association with the cycles of life the moon and the hunt she is often referred to as the virgin goddess or the goddess of chasteness and this actually has to do with the fact that she flat out refused to marry or be paired with anyone mm -hmm. like she literally told zeus like no if you love me this is the one thing you will do for me which I think is really cool. But I also realized recently that Hestia did that as well, who was the hearth goddess. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Strong, independent that. women. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. From there, she, so she presides over childbirth. This has a lot to do with her own birth story and serving as a midwife to her own mother during the birth of Apollo. Mm -hmm. She is also responsible for weaving the threads of fate for oh. women in childbirth and pregnancy. Oh. So while she's a protector, she also won't allow suffering beyond a certain point. And basically she's responsible for who makes it and who doesn't. 
she sounds an awful lot like the Norns who mm-hmm. we've also discussed or will be discussing. <laughs> right. And she even has like oh, her own band of nymphs, which will come into play a little bit later. Love it. Yes. Okay. So she presides over women's sovereignty. This again has to do with her request to never be married or paired with anyone. Mm-hmm. She is all about girl power, independence, and being her authentic, primal, wild self. As one myth details, she rejected Alpheus, the river god, who planned to kidnap her anyway. Mm. When she learned of his plans, she disguised herself by putting her face in the mud. <laughs> mm. Okay. Alpheus walked right past her, and that was the end of that. And I think that she's a great teacher of women's sovereignty for modern women. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. I've never heard that story. She she has a lot of myths actually, which are pretty cool. If Ready. I had to ch- if I had to choose the ultimate icon for the Me Too movement, it would be Artemis. She protects women from SA um, and usually punishes those who seek to commit such an act upon a woman. And here's case in point. As the story goes, she was down by the river with her nymphs bathing. A hunter named Acteon came upon her and just stared at her naked body, like down at the riverside. Mm -hmm. Artemis was furious. So what does she decide to do? She turns the hunter into a stag who is then eaten by his own hunting dogs. Whoa. Like anybody that threatens to harm a woman in a terrible way, she Mm -hmm. is not having it. Wow. That's powerful. She is also a a protector of women's circles. And I say this because there is a myth of Artemis, which tells the story of Callisto, one of her favorite handmaidens, who slept with Zeus, slept with old daddy. And then got pregnant behind Artemis's back. She was so furious that she was betrayed that she turned Callisto into a bear, mm-hmm. hunted her, killed her, and then placed her in the sky as Ursa Major, also known as the Great Bear. Yes, I have heard that one. Mm-hmm. So she's the queen of girl code is what I'm saying. Yes, we, I think we got that vibe. <laughs> uh, she is also a proponent of sexual energy for the purpose of manifestation. Uh, This is another one of her domains. During her feast days, sexual acts are done in honor of her to manifest or birth things into existence. There are a lot more ways something can be birthed into this world than childbirth. So this is like creative inspiration, motivation, et cetera. I think, can I just butt in right there and say, I think it's interesting though that we say we talk about her in regards to sexual energy Mm -hmm. because she's also said to be the virgin goddess, right? Yes. So it's kind of like a, I don't want to say like an oxymoron, but like a polarity or something there, right? That's supposed to teach a lesson, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the big ones is, is that you don't have to necessarily have a partner right to express your sexual energy for sure yeah so i love that so what about love and this is interesting too right so she 
we have to set aside for a moment that we know she is a virgin goddess. Okay. Because Artemis does have one significant love story, but I really think we need to talk about it because it's quite unconventional. Long story, very short, Artemis fell in love with Orion. She intimidated every man she came into contact with, but Orion was like, I don't care. I ain't scared. <laughs> and, and Artemis, and well, and like Artemis, he had hunting dogs and enjoyed being in the forest and the hunt as well. Aww. He had heard of her and he kept his distance until she caught him hunting her nymphs. Oh, so the nymphs cry for help and Artemis turns them into birds, which she then asks her dear old daddy to protect. She's like, Zeus, take my birds. Okay. <laughs> He's going to kill them. So the nymphs are placed in the sky and more popularly known as the seven sisters or the Pleiades. Oh. And Artemis is love struck at the sight of Orion. He is brave, strong, unafraid, heroic. And he gave her a run for her money, something that mm. no one else did. He sounds hot. <laughs> right? <laughs> so soon they were having contests and running through the forest together, hunting together and becoming pretty inseparable. Mm -hmm. There are a few different myths as to the next part, but probably the most popular is Apollo telling Artemis that an evil man has attacked one of the forest priestesses. Oh, no. And Artemis is like, oh, hell to the no. So she immediately goes to hunt him down. So mind you, she's just told that this is an evil man. She doesn't know who he is. Mm -hmm. So she hunts him down and she finds him and she loses her arrow and immediately drops the dude. Like one shot, pff, done. Of course she does. Come on. Except it's not who her brother told her it is. Oh, it's crap. Brian. Oh, so she is so grief stricken by this, that she takes him and his hounds in her moon chariot to be placed in the sky forever. Hence where Orion Canis major and Canis minor come from. From this yes. story, I think it's important to recognize that Artemis is the proponent of love that comes from friendship or companionship Aww. and not necessarily a hot, passionate romance. Right. You know what I mean? Like these, she, these guys. She wasn't in it. Like she didn't go for the F boys. Right. Exactly. Yes. Got it. Love also is unassuming and doesn't give a crap about preconceived notions. And I think that's the big lesson from Artemis's love story. How beautiful. I love that. Right. And so far as I could tell, at least in the myths that I was reading, none of them mentioned any type of sexual connection or activity mm. between the two. Mm. I feel like that's a kind of a polarity too to explore. That's interesting. Right. And I think too, like when you, we've talked about this in past episodes, I feel like, but when you look back and you, we say a virgin goddess or a virgin, right. That could have different meanings to the True. culture. Yes. So just Correct. because like, and I'm not, I don't mean this specifically for Artemis, but just in general, there could be like a virgin goddess of some other pantheon or whatever that actually means that she just didn't marry, right? Could be. Or whatever. Absolutely. There could be some other definition of it. 
you know, it's just interesting to think about. Yes. So tell us about how Artemis also presides over the natural world. Okay. So her, uh, rulership over the natural world contains several elements so here we go the forest or wilderness is artemis domain particularly forests in the mountains which i love because i'm a forest person what what (laughs) artemis is the ultimate animal rights activist and whisperer she is a protector of wild animals and is associated with many which we'll discuss a bit later However, she does not allow overpopulation or suffering in the forest and handles it uh, appropriately. Interesting. She presides over the moon. So in Roman lore, Artemis is also known as Diana. Ringing any bells? (laughs) Okay, the moon. Yes. In Roman lore, Artemis is known as Diana. They are essentially the same deity. Mm -hmm. Her twin Apollo represents the sun. So the moon is associated with natural cycles, women, receptive feminine energy, etc. And fun fact, the moon card in the tarot often is depicted with Artemis and or Diana as the representation. Mm, okay. Artemis also presides over night because she is associated with the moon. And it makes sense that the moon, the night would go together mm-hmm. <laughs> since her brother is the sun and rules over the day. Yeah, right. And she, last but not least, rules over water. Uh, Many of Artemis' myths include bodies of water. Orion was killed on the ocean, and Artemis had to swim to retrieve him. Oh. Wombs are full of water. Mm -hmm. Her handmaidens are nymphs. She carries a water jug. And needless to say, she's heavily associated with water. Very cool. Very interesting. I feel like... A lot of the goddesses I'm learning of lately are very earth and water based, mm. whereas the gods have been fire and air, just what I'm experiencing lately. But how interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what about, we've talked about this in other episodes, and there's actually going to be a full episode on this later mm. this season on the wild hunt. So I think it's really cool that this is coming up now with Artemis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In terms of the wild hunt, we've talked about the wild hunt before. Yeah. But to recap, the wild hunt is when a ghostly figure and his hunters sweep through during the coldest and stormiest nights, collecting the souls of those outside to place them in distant locations. Artemis, being the goddess of the hunt, is said to be one of the hunters. Mm -hmm. This myth in pre-Christianity was much tamer with the wild hunt being gods and goddesses who visited the land during a holy holiday to take offerings and give blessings. Mm -hmm. It was after Christianity that it became evil and scary. Yep. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, we're going to dive into all that really deeply later this season when it gets close to wild hunt season. (laughs) Right. Which is why I just kind of skimmed that part. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get way in depth with that later. Right. I'm just letting people know if they're interested in that. Heck yeah. Yes. (laughs) And then last but not least, the wheel of fate. So Artemis presides over life and death of the forest. So that includes forest animals, but she also presides over life and death of pregnant women. This is why it was common for pregnant women to pray to Artemis during pregnancy, childbirth, and delivery. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So they, they would also wear amulets and protective things that were in honor of Artemis. Yeah. That makes sense. What about, so we've covered really her mythos. Yes. What about working magic with her and also giving her offerings? Can you maybe give us some correspondences? Um, yes. A lot of these actually already exist on the Otherworldly Oracle website. If you're curious, you can go to that, our website, otherworldlyoracle.com and search yes. for the goddess of the hunt is I believe what it's called or Artemis. Yes. Yeah, so names that Artemis goes by the beautiful one she of the wild Artemos with an O instead of an I mistress of the hunt lady of the wolves which I love that one of course mistress of animals and eternal virgin mm -hmm. gods and goddesses that are associated with Artemis would be Apollo Diana Leto the nymphs and Hecate mm. places associated with Artemis would be Arcadia, Leros, Selos. In addition, forests, wild groves, mountains, bodies of fresh water, particularly rivers, mm. plants. There is an entire genus mm -hmm. of plant known as the Artemisia plants. Mm -hmm. So these would be mugwort, wormwood, tarragon, etc. Yes. I can't live without mugwort and wormwood. Same here. I just can't. Also cedar, myrtle, oak, fig, bay, walnut, willow, fir, and laurel. Ooh. Her colors are silver, white, red, and green. Stones that are associated with Artemis would be moonstone, amethyst, quartz, moss agate, diamond, silver, and pearl. Animals, bear, wolf, stag, hound, fish, quail, bee, boar, dolphin, goat, cat. And she is truly the lady of beasts. So all animals are technically sacred to her, especially forest animals. Awesome. Love that. But with what's interesting though, is when I worked with her, the animal that was the most prominent aside from the wolf, because the wolf is one of my animals anyways, but mm -hmm. was the bee. Yes. And just, just as a little side note, I was working with Artemis when I birthed essentially my website. Oh, very cool. So I definitely think that that was one of the reasons mm -hmm. for, for working with her. The honey of inspiration was flowing. Yes. Offerings that you can leave for Artemis include any Artemisia plants. So they can be loose leaves. Um, they can be made into oils, incenses, etc. You can leave her round honey cakes, offerings that are specifically left at crossroads, mm. boars, tusks. I, I really don't know where you find those today. <laughs> <laughs> Bow and arrow or a representation of that. Bark or fruits from her sacred trees. And any donation or care of forest and wild animals made in her name. Oh, that's awesome. It's another good one. Yeah. Also erotic dance. Oh, hey oh. Hey oh. Hey oh. <laughs> Booty shaking. <laughs> Activities <laughs> to show your devotion. So this would be like the practice of astrology for sure, because she had a, a lot to do with 
the sky and stars and she rules over the night. Oh, that's true. Any occupation concerning the conservation of natural lands and animals, right? So this would yeah. be like wildlife. Yeah. Yeah. Camping, hiking, fishing, hunting, midwifery, mm-hmm. uh, and also working with children's protection organizations. Wow. So social work. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, symbols and mythical creatures. So the number six and the sixth of each month are sacred Ooh. to her. Cool. The bow and arrow, as we've already said, the crescent moon, also working with um, menstrual blood and the centaur and hippogriff. <laughs> the hippogriff. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Bring us some love- HP into it. Like I love animals that deities are associated with, but I love even more the mythical animals. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, I feel like that was a really awesome debriefing on the goddess Artemis. Yes. I hope we went deep enough there. I think you definitely did. And I, I love hearing about it from your experience. And I think she is really important to modern times as well, which makes this episode that much more special. And on that note, I just want to say that from my experience with her, she was very different than a lot of goddesses that I've worked with in that she is more apt to, hmm, how do I say this, (laughs) hang back than than most others. Mm, Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. There's some some deities that are up in your face and some that kind of... um watch you with their sunglasses on at night, you know? Yeah. She's very much, or well, for me, she was very much the type that would kind of hang back, Mm -hmm. watch what decisions I made and then course correct. Yeah. (laughs) Mm It's like, "Mm, not quite that way. Go go this way. For sure. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? Once again, a huge thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate your support and your positive witchy vibes. Don't forget to follow us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to keep up with the latest episodes and merch drops. Speaking of which, be sure to stop by our Redbubble to stock up on your Burning Hallows podcast gear. If you'd like to contact us with feedback or ideas for future shows or merchandise, just email us at burninghallowsproductions, all one word, at gmail.com. Until next time, remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.